You're listening to Ready to Real Estate, a TREB podcast. Hear stories, uncover insights, and tune into interviews on key issues that impact realtors and all of us. Join us as we discover how people, properties, and communities all come together to build the future of real estate. Hello, everyone. It's TREP president, Lisa Patel, and I'm glad to be back as a special guest hosting another episode on Ready to Real Estate. Thank you for tuning in today. It is International Women's Day on March 8th. And on today's episode, we would like to show our support and solidarity to the tribute of women. The theme for this global event is choose to challenge. And we're choosing to challenge the ongoing gender bias, not only in today's episode, but also beyond International Women's Day by calling on organizations, leaders, as well as the real estate industry. And I'm so excited to be joined by a group of past TREB presidents. They're heroes to provide their insights and personal experiences. Let me give a big warm welcome to Dorothy Mason, Anne Bosley, Cynthia Lai, Diane Escher, and we can't forget Maureen (laughs) O'Neill. Welcome and thank you for joining us. So we're paying tribute uh, to, to the trailblazers of the Toronto Regional Real Estate Board and I've got so many amazing women with me today and I'm really excited So we're going to just dive right in into some of the topics and get into your stories, your chapters. What was it like to be at the helms of the table of the Toronto Regional Real Estate Board? And I'm just going to open up dialogue and and then I will shortly introduce everybody. So I'd like to start off with Anne. I've got you here with us. So your question is, what was it like to be president of TREB in those days, it was called? Um, you probably started with the wrong person. <laughs> my, uh, my experience at Treb wasn't a tremendously happy one, but I will tell you it was an amazing learning experience. So in keeping with your theme today, Lisa, I will say that when I got on the Treb board, it was an old boys club. So you can imagine uh, what my takeaway was from that. I learned an awful lot. I learned how to control a board. I learned how to use motions, parliamentary procedure to get your points through. Uh, And most of all, I learned how to keep my temper for the most part, not all the time. (laughs) But it it was a very interesting experience. And that experience alone helped me uh, down the line as I became president of the Canadian Real Estate Association. So in the end, it was a benefit, right? So from your experience, what made you decide to go further into um, organized real estate? Well, it kind of runs in the family. <laughs> we've, uh, we've provided nine uh, TREB presidents out of our company, four of whom have been Bosleys. So uh, that's, that's what we do. And we continue to serve the industry that has been so good to us. So that's why we do it. And thank you for your service. And thank you for sharing a little bit of your chapter. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot more, but we'll have to have those off a camera sessions, right? Okay. <laughs> uh, and Cynthia, what can you ch- share with us? What was your experience like? Well, when I was 
first elected, it was kind of I was the first Asian woman to, uh, woman <clears throat> yeah, that that is at the helm. It was kind of scary because you know I am a first generation immigrant, and uh, other than other barriers, I think you know I do have some language barrier, and and it is not really easy to overcome. I just learned it's a very good learning experience, and especially uh, at that time it was the competition bureau kind of fiasco that came on and and I had to deal with it as imagine I was a trap president and there were 30 reporters out there who wants to who wants to interview me and I don't I, I just wanted to issue a statement instead of being interviewed that was a, the best decision and and everybody else you know like Anne and uh, Don Richardson they're all in Ottawa leading a career and I was left by myself at the trap building and and that was a kind of a kind of scary experience but you know uh but i enjoyed it because you know i i enjoy giving back and um i i was very proud that i took that step and it was a stepping stone to where i am now that's very very uh very good learning experience i was gonna say and you've continued that journey because now you are the city councillor so th thank you so much for what your continuous give back to not only to the industry, but to the city. Um, we really appreciate that. And you, you touched on something though. You mentioned that you were the first um, Asian, right? Um, and yes. actually the first um, ethnic woman too, at the same time. Um, yes, so what yes, did I that will. feel like? I mean, you know, when you think about a hundred years of real estate and you're part of, you know, that whole trailblazer uh, scenario. Well, I, I was very proud that I think, you know, uh, I was very happy that TREP and the city has embraced diversity and inclusion. And that the reason I was elected was because uh, I was voted in by the membership. It wasn't like I was being voted, voted in by a bunch of, uh, like, you know, by the board of directors. I think it really made the, all that difference. Because, you know, I believe in grasswood. And when I set my goal, I, I spent 10 years sitting on different committees every year, rotating myself. I wanted to let myself, let people to know about me and how I work and all that. And I think I, I must say that I've earned it. So basically, I'm very proud and I'm, I was very happy that uh, uh, I have that kind of an opportunity. And do you think that you're like in, in part of your segment of, of becoming one of the first, you know, diverse women, um, did you think in the back of your minds that, that this would open doors for so many others? Like I, I have to throw myself into that mix as well, right? I, I mean, we were the, we're technically the, the last uh, ever to be elected by the membership. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, you are the second one, I think. I really congratulate for congratulate you on that you know you're the first South Asian woman so you can say that and I really was very proud of you too and the fact that I think uh, we we really had to work hard and when I said you know when a woman gets something you said that you know you how do you break the glass ceiling you know and I think for me and for you and there's another layer of ceiling that we have to break for me it's a bamboo ceiling that we have to break because <laughs> of you know uh, uh, we are we are the visible mi minority, but but I'm happy that you know I I did work very hard at it, which is very important. I think is 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 hard work, is pure hard work. I couldn't agree with you more. Thank you, Cynthia. I really appreciate that. Um, and we've also got uh, Dorothy Dorothy Mason with us. Dorothy, what can you share about your experience? Um, 
as president of TRAB, it, it, it was a wonderful experience. It was certainly a, a growing and developing experience. Um, at the time, technology was um, moving very, very quickly forward, which was affecting our databases at TREB. And so in light of that, TREB had to do a lot of learning and figuring out how are we going to protect our database, but also um, promote it and, and be ready, be prepared for the future. Because as you all know, technology is still changing with lightning speed and uh, we have to keep up with it. And uh, so it was a great experience. We also spent quite a bit of time in um, developing and enhancing our relationships with other boards across the country and also within our own province. And that's, that's, that's also a, um, a job that falls on TREB's hands because we are the largest board in Canada, certainly by far the largest board in Ontario. So we're always, we're always there to, to lend a hand. And I think that um, that's very important that we, we keep that line of communication open. So you must be really proud then to know that, um, you know, the chapters that Treb's growing, I mean, now that we're the largest board in the world and um, we've now have partly, partner affiliations with France and making more across Europe. Um, we became partners with Florida and Miami. So it's, it's kind of amazing. So some of the things that you already touched on was, was the connection across the country, a connection across Ontario, and now here we are worldwide. How does that sound to you now? <laughs> I think it's amazing. I, th I think it's important too, because we can all learn from each other. And the collaboration as, as technology takes over the world, the collaboration person to person, board to board, country to country is becoming even more, more important. So, so I'm really happy with those, those steps. Thank you for sharing that. And I've also got with us Diane Usher. I had a, an interesting year as, as, uh, as president, and I, I was a, a, a past president of the Ontario Association, so I did come with some experience. Uh, I would like to take this opportunity to thank Anne for, for making the board not so much of an old boys club, because it was <laughs> by the time I got there. It was certainly a little bit more um, diverse. Uh, there, there was a bully on the board, which certainly created some, some uh, challenge for me. Um, but what was also very interesting was um, I had two CEOs as opposed to just one. Uh, Don Richardson was um, in uh, an exit mode. He was retiring and good for Don. And he'd done some really great things of, of fixing some challenges at the board uh, during his tenure. And then I had uh, John DeMichel. So I had sort of 50-50, Don in the morning, Don in the afternoon. And two very <laughs> different styles, two very different personality styles, um, and two very different goals and objectives for uh, for what they saw um, for the board and the future of the board. And I think um, the, the result of, of John's leadership there now, we're seeing the board go in, in a much um, uh, more, uh, a much different direction, uh, you know, in embracing technology, embracing, um, you know, even more, um, becoming more global. So it, it's, uh, it's a really exciting times for the board right now. And I'm just very proud uh, to to um, be a, be a part of it. It was certainly once again, even though I was experienced on different boards, uh, it was still a, a wonderful, wonderful growth experience. Also, and I mean, and there's a couple things for you. I mean, you got 
John D. Michelle, and that was his first year, wasn't it? Uh, when when yep. in your presidency. So, um, what was that like in that experience of taking on two CEOs at the same time? Uh, as I said, it was it was challenging, but a good kind of challenge. And and um, you know, sort of like Dorothy, um, you know, that we were trying to foster relationships and uh, with our national. Uh, um, uh, provincial associations uh, along with neighboring boards and, and I think that is continuing uh, today as well. And and you also continued further your your yes. organized real estate career. Uh, I mean yes. you went on to Aria. No I came from Aria and I'm <laughs> now, I, I'm now I'm at uh, the Canadian the national level. Yeah and so what was that experience like as you continued that chapter? I mean a few of you have done that but yes. Well, I'm still there actually and, and will be for a bit but um, very, very interesting. It's um, the Toronto Real Estate Board, um, as as you mentioned, Lisa, is the largest real estate board, not just in the country, but in the world uh, right now. And, and for any other association, um, it's it's always difficult to, or, or challenging to, to deal with an entity um, that large, to have that percentage of, like the Toronto Real Estate Board or Toronto Region Real Estate Board now uh, represents uh, almost 50% of the um, membership of the entire country. So it, it's it's challenging and, and we're blessed right now to have um, uh, two other individuals in addition to myself, oh, three actually, three other individuals sitting around the table that are all from the Toronto Real Estate Board. So we've got some greater representation at the national level now, thankfully. Right. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that, Diane. And we also have the lovely Maureen. <laughs> thank you, Lisa, and thank you for watching. And, and you know what? I wasn't saving. I wasn't saving. I was saving you for last because I know you've got the juicy stuff to share with us, right? Yes, she does. <laughs> I, I, I really do. Um, uh, actually, my journey has been most interesting and most positive. Uh, it goes back to 1980 when I was uh, hired by the Toronto Real Estate Board and I was the first woman executive that they had ever had there and continued to be there for 10 years. While I was there, I had the privilege of being able to understand every single aspect of the real estate profession from commercial to residential, uh, from education. At the time, they, didn't, they had committees. They didn't have departments. So they didn't have an education committee, or they didn't have an education department. They had an education committee. They had a sales division, which was run primarily by the good old boys. And uh, so I was able to really wean myself onto the importance of what the membership needed from the association. Uh, level. So then I was lucky enough to, to be uh, voted in as president. And uh, not only was I voted in as president, unfortunately or fortunately, whichever way you want to look at it, I was there for a two-year term. And I believe I was the only person who's ever had a two-year term. Uh, it, because the former president ahead of me decided to take a job in Europe. So I was left you know, doing his term and then doing my own. Um, during the time I was president, it was very, very turbulent. Uh, I spent most of the time putting out fires in the press, uh, in the court of public opinion, in court. Uh, Dorothy Mason and I, you know, we, we certainly spent most of our time uh, in court answering questions, 
uh, Competition Bureau uh, was uh, certainly uh, targeting the real estate profession, as, as were the press. Uh, there was a lot of uh, erroneous things out there about phantom offers and the things that realtors were doing. So it was a very, very turbulent time. Uh, but, you know, thanks to the leadership around the table that I had, I had an extremely good board of uh, directors, uh, thanks to, and past president, uh, and thanks to them, we were able to sort out uh, an awful lot of things that could have been a disaster. So it was a two-year ride for me, and uh, one that was not smooth sailing, that's for sure. I, I can imagine. I, I feel you. I feel you, but on different levels with a, a pandemic in my hands instead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but exactly. Um, when you think back to 1980, like I'm thinking back, like wow, 1980. Um, do you remember what the membership was like? Like how many members were there? I'd have to go. Seventeen thousand five hundred. Wow. And, and then we recruited thirty thousand my second year, and then it just mushroomed out. You know. And so now when you think of our membership and that we're at 60,000 people today. Uh, what did, what well, you? you know, there's certainly benefits to having a, a, a um, quantity uh, as long as we don't lose the quality. Because I've always been one for trying to raise the bar of the profession and making it a true profession. So, you know, when you see that many people enter the profession, you only hope that, you know, you've got the professionalism that goes with it. And that the good part about uh, having a large membership is we've got the resources to provide the tools that will make them professional. That's, that's a really good point to make. So now I'm going to actually open up the, this discussion to all of you. And we're going to talk more about, I mean, we've talked about your experiences, but now let's talk about some of the challenges. I mean, because we've all touched on a few of them. I mean, we talked about the good old boys club, um, like there's so many out there today and uh, you know, it, it, a lot of it is also woman on women, right? Um, so I'm opening up the dialogue to all of you. Anybody, any thoughts on some of the barriers right now that are within um, leadership for women or challenges that, that women face in these leadership roles? If I may, Lisa. Absolutely, it's open. Yeah. Oh, um, you don't need my permission. Go for it. <laughs> I wasn't sure who was going first. Anyway, the I think one of the largest challenges, and it's always been there, and hopefully it isn't there forever, is the uh, time constraints, the organization, and the responsibility that many women have um, as opposed to the men. Like, and, and the world is evolving, thank goodness, marriages are becoming more equitable people sharing responsibilities but when you think in terms of having two or three children maintaining organizing a house husbands are wonderful but they're not always the most helpful and organizing time and energy because you need to have all of that and i think what women have to do is to understand and plan their time when it's right. When I was in 1985 or four, I was on the board of directors of TREB just for one year. And my timing wasn't right. I had a very, very young family then. Our business was growing. And so you have to figure out the time, balancing the time that you have and also planning for when, when it's going to work into your scenario. 
to be best suited for the position. You mentioned the one year. So, so did you take a break after that yes. one year when you had the yeah. family? Okay. And then and how, I, one how day long we were you to come back. I was back in not, not till after two thousand, but I bumped into funnily enough. Uh, Anne Bosley and Cynthia Lai. We were in the ladies' room at Realtor Quest, and the two of them cornered me and said, you should run for the Toronto Real Estate Board. And I said, really? I hadn't given that thought in years. So you two encouraged <laughs> me. And, and that's important, too, when I go forward, is the encouragement of, of like people to um, give us the confidence to step out and do that. I love that story. You have to save that. I, I mean, I need that like patched part of my yearbook because that is the part that is missing, like the glue, right? I mean, when knowing that there was the support mechanism um, that you would have never guessed would have was there that was saying, you know what? It's your time. Go shine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They were good. I don't know if I, I wanna, remember that. Yeah. I do remember that. Could I? Could I just want to add on to what what Dorothy just said? You know. I think to us women, we have family to look after. And, and like she said, it's not easy to juggle between family life and being in the leadership role. And my challenge was after I ran for, after my uh, tenure at the president of TREP, I tried to run for political office because that was actually one of my inspiration, you know, one of my uh, uh, goals. And I lost in the first one. And then I stopped because my children are still very small then. And I really don't want to give up my time with my two boys because, you know, you, can, you can't really uh, miss those times that they're growing up and, you know, spend time with them and just make sure that they have, they have good education, just make sure that they share the same, the good values and all that. So I stopped and, and, and you know, speaking of timing, I think, Dorothy, that, that's the point I really wanted to, to uh, focus on, you know, uh, it, timing is everything. And then when my two boys become very successful, actually both of them made it to Forbes 30 under 30, and, and I was so proud. And then I, I carry on my journey to give back my time to, to the community. So basically I think uh, I just share what uh, Dorothy just shared. It's very important that we do it in our time because we don't lose sight and we do have a family to to uh you know to look after and then when they grow up and then then i can you know focus more time on my next goal which is good and one last thing i wanted to share is that i was the first woman uh i, I was the last, last empress last empress at trapped commercial division and i had i had 13 men and i was the chair oh boy did i did i feel good about that you know the, the 13 men has listened to me I enjoyed that year so much, you know, that, uh, but you know, they're very respectful. I think uh, time has changed and a lot, of, I didn't get a bunch of old boys, you know, but they are very, very respect, respectful boys. I think time has changed now. Women has become, you know, uh, I think time has changed a lot and uh, they respect what women has been giving to society. So, so those are the things I want to share. So when you think commercial division, uh, you know, and 13 men and you leading that helm, um, what was that like? Was there any barriers to it? Well, I don't, I didn't feel like any barriers because I was a strong woman. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you gotta be strong and, you know, and then most of them actually, they're very respectful, like I said, and, and I, I, and I feel like sometimes 
it is to my advantage being a woman because you know they usually say, oh yeah you're a woman okay let's let's go for it right like you know they're being respectful i think i i'm trying to get it a little bit out of the other side of uh, being a woman so i i enjoy that experience yeah thank I'd you i'd like to lisa i'd like to tack on to dorothy's statement too because i too I was remember going that. to you here's the funny part i was i was ready i was like it's ann's turn i can feel it <laughs> But I, I remember approaching Dorothy with Cynthia that day. In fact, that's probably Cynthia's, one of her first cracks at lobbying. But, uh, it, it definitely, definitely worked. Uh, and we benefited from your knowledge and, and experience, Dorothy. It was great. But, uh, you know, all your talk about timing and and uh, responsibilities of a woman. I think one of the other really important things is your support system behind you. So unless you have a solid support system behind you, all these things that we're talking about uh, become unmanageable, particularly if you have a family. So you you really have to have a very solid uh, support system behind you. I continue to sit on boards now and actually the I am on one board once again that is all men. Um, and I find it kind of amusing because they tend to underestimate you. And uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's kind of, you know, it's a good, it, frankly, it's a very good thing. It can very much work to your benefit a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there are things that are not so great being a woman sitting on boards, but then there are things that people don't even notice that are terrific that a number of us who have done it know how to to utilize when they need to <laughs> you know what and you actually uh, said a mouthful like even in in my era of being involved in organized real estate i mean i went through the cyber bullying the um the bullying in general um and and what you just spoke of right is the underestimation of of your of your of your will and of your powers that you bring and the light that you bring with you right where and you have to sometimes play and I call it I call it the naive card right you have to show that you're the naive card in order until until you get that moment and it's like yes I'm gonna show you and you're gonna see it and and everyone's gonna see it and I, and call, I, I you, call it the dumb blonde card. <laughs> 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 well, now I have a term for it. I'm gonna I'm gonna share this. It's gonna be the 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 dumb blonde. Well, we gotta be careful. Okay, so we'll, we'll have to, I'll I'll only use your mouth. So I'll have to record this everywhere I go. So it will be come from you. But um, but there's other barriers too, right? I mean, um, Maureen, like you you had that one of the hard years as well. Like, what were some of those barriers for you? Um, well, you know, they, they weren't so much male-female barriers, but when you work in a collective environment when you have to compromise and, and uh, work for the benefit of, uh, of everybody at that board, um, there's always a tough personalities that kind of take over. Uh, and yeah, they, they have got bullying personalities. And I don't put it down to male-female, but it's funny. They're always male. <laughs> I've hardly <laughs> ever seen a female at the yeah. board table uh, be as um, aggressive in some of their uh, attempts to, to get their own way. So, you know, I, I think Anne makes a, a very good point when she says, you know, when she's working with all these men, um, underneath it all, she has to really work hard 
at being better than anybody at that table, quite honestly. Right. I don't think males have to work as hard at proving themselves, but I think females are always on display and, and unfortunately stereotyped as dumb blondes or whatever. Uh, and uh, I think you have to work harder. And by doing that, you make yourself a heck of a lot uh, more professional and a heck of a lot smarter than, uh, than anyone around the table. So uh, I, I don't think it's a male-female thing, but I think it's personalities, especially when you're in, in association work where everybody has to agree at the end of the day, whether you agree or not, you have to compromise and concede. No, and I've also experienced that exactly what you said, even on the age demographic too, right? Um, being a younger demographic coming into organized real estate, uh, you could feel the the shift of energy where it was like, okay, you don't really feel welcome, but you know that you're here for the right reasons and you've got to work a hundred times harder. You do. Um, further to what, if I may, um, uh, Lisa, further to what... Uh, further to what has just been said, uh, and I 100% agree, um, I want to thank you and applaud you for putting this podcast together um, and on such a, a auspicious day, I suppose. I think it's, it's amazing. But, but um, it, uh, you know, as has been said, it's not so much of an old boys club as it, um, as it certainly was in the past, but there are differences between um, men and women and certainly how we think and, and how men uh, approach us, and as you said, Anne, uh, often underestimate us. Um, and for women, um, because it's still very, or somewhat male dominated, um, it can be a little bit, when you're coming into this uh, or organized real estate world, or um, it, it can be a little bit like dancing in a minefield. Um, so um, I challenge you uh, or all of us to maybe be mentors to, um, uh, to others that are, are just getting involved in um, organized real estate, other women, um, encouraging more um, diversity, more women on our boards and, and associations, uh, and creating an opportunity for networking environments like, like what we're all doing today. Yeah, no, you know what, you're, you've spoke, you said a, a mouthful, and honestly, I really want to connect you guys to the Women in Real Estate Task Force. Um, so I'm hoping that as the world opens up, that we'll be able to have those discussions one day with that task force and really build on leadership together, because it's not a one-person job in, in changing right these behavior patterns that have been come through, through us through from our ancestors to, um, to our makeup of, of our, 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 our growing stages to where we are today. And, and until we have these conversations, we're never gonna be able to move our industry or move um, the, the whole aspect of women and where they stand in leadership. Um, so these are some heavy topics we're talking about, but- <laughs> At least on, 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 on a, oh, Sorry, go ahead, Maureen, yes. Could I just add something to that? I, yeah. I think men from the time they were born have been groomed to support one another and help one another. And yes. women haven't. And now women are. And it's really wonderful to see. But, you know, we really have to, on this task force, we, we have to really work at having women support women more. I know yes. when I first got back into organized real estate, not from association work, I was never thought I'd come back to uh, the board again in that respect. And um, it was Marilyn Bobby and Ann Bosby who approached me to try to convince me to be on 
the sales division. Uh, and I've always appreciated that because it got me to where I am today. And the first person I heard from when I became president was Dorothy Mason, who phoned me and said, congratulations, Madam President. So they were all women. And I, I think women have to really up the game in helping other women. So where do you think that disconnect comes from? Because I, I, I will tell you in my personal experience, I experienced a lot of women on women hate and I don't understand where it comes from. You know, when you think about it, like even right now, as we're going through like AGMs and I know you guys have seen so many of them, but there's still even that bashing or wall breaking uh, or putting up barriers just because of where we're, what, what boards we're from. And, and these are the walls that need to be taken down. So what, what do you, what, like, what strategies would you recommend or what can we all do to help the, the situation? So Lisa, I, I, there, there's something that I've thought about quite often and, and, you know, we've discussed how most of the boards that all of us have sat on have been dominated by men and predominantly men. So you might've had two or three other women on a board of 15 people. I don't know how it is at city council right now, Cynthia, but certainly my experience continues to be boards that are male dominated. So when you have so few females on the board, if one of them, unfortunately, is a bit out to lunch or not really with it, they really stand out. Yes. And I think yes. that's why you have so much women on women criticism is because they're suddenly one of the three women sitting on the board is not paying attention and doesn't know what she's talking about. And she makes the other two look dumb. Um, it's, it doesn't happen with men because there's so many men on the board. You can have <laughs> men sitting there twiddling their thumbs and doing absolutely nothing. And yeah. it's not as obvious, but it's very, very obvious if there's a woman not pulling their weight. So, you know, that, that's one reason I think you have so much women on women thing. Um, so with that, with that scenario though, like where, you know, one leaves or, or one, uh, you know, isn't on, on that same playing field, what can we do? Like, how do we educate gotta, them? You can't criticize them. You've got to take them aside and bring them up to speed because they're sitting there with you. You're not, you're not gonna get rid of them. You need to help them. And believe me, That's it doesn't right, take yes. much. It doesn't take much, yeah, but you do need to help them. Yeah, to answer your question, Anne, about the, how women on councils are doing, we have eight women on the 25 member council. So mm -hmm. what we do is we bond every month by having, you know, between council, there's lunchtime. So we, we had lunch together. You know, the eight women will just bond with each other. We try to, you know, encourage each other. And like you said, supporting each other. And uh, I think it's very important that we really take that kind of initiative to, to make sure that you, you're on the same front. And, uh, you know, we build good relationships. And, and then that's how we work uh, on council. I appreciate yeah. that. Um, anybody else want to chime in on, on things that, that we can do to help and support one another or change the, the game altogether? I think from the uh, TREB standpoint, it might be a good idea to um, have this, this group who are willing to take calls from people that have questions um, that are on the board and, and set up sort of a, not a formal, but an informal mentoring idea if 
we would make ourselves available for them to call at any time. That's a good idea. Any other, any other thoughts? Yeah, on that, on that account, the, the Canadian Real Estate Association uh, implemented um, a little while ago a mentorship for uh, brand new directors, first year directors, with somebody that's a that's a veteran. Now it's not gender related, uh, but it is, it is um, um, just strictly for, for new um, new uh, members uh, to the board. Um, and if both parties embrace it, it works really really well. Again, they it's we as experienced uh, whether uh, experienced board members, we have a lot to offer um, newer people, and it's it's really working so beautifully. They're much more. Um, uh, they're much more participatory around the board of directors table. They're not as hesitant to speak up their first year as many uh, aren't. They, they, they're more educated now because they're getting some history um, and they're also getting a better uh, flavor of what's around the table that is not in the printed word. You know what I mean? Well, if we look over our industry overall, though, and and, we, and like I think about our industry right now, I mean, I, I, in your perspectives, it might be a lot better when you think about the amount of women that have stepped up into leadership. But when I think about our industry today, I still think that we don't have enough women leaders. Agreed. Agreed. And, and on on all levels, not only just like local boards, but on the provincial yes. level as well as on the, on the national level. And and we really need to to build on that. And I think um, us coming together today is an opportunity to work towards that uh, if you guys are willing to I don't know yeah. <laughs> for sure I think I think one of the things that corporate uh, um, uh, real estate uh, companies could do is promote at uh, you rarely in the big companies unless you have ownership if you have ownership then you can own your own real estate company and and and, and do your thing but you know the big companies even today the presidents and CEOs are not women. They're all still men. And so, you know, even in our own sandbox, they're not promoting women to run the industry at, at corporate, at, at corporately. So I think if, if we saw more women in, in positions uh, of authority and leadership there, it would help more women step forward and, and, uh, and help other women as well. So I think the key, and I, and I know Anne and I had this conversation off, off the camera, and that was, of course, getting more involved, right, um, is getting more women involved. And, and I, I'm, I'm really excited because we're at that time of the year where um, committees are up. So, um, so I know that there's going to be a, a slew of women that are going to be interested in joining committees and, and hopefully the board table. Um, so I'm hoping that that's going to be new dynamics there and an opportunity for us all to connect and with the women in real estate task force and and work with them on developing skills so that they are they can go to the table and lead that table one day as well but I'm gonna now open up to um, words of wisdom any words of wisdom to share Lisa I, I first of all I'd like to thank you for your initiative with this it's a terrific idea um, uh, my words of wisdom are, are kind of coming from two places coming from past president of TREB, and then past president of CREA looking at TREB. And when I look at your position now, leading the largest board in the world, in my mind, you have two ways to go. You can be the elephant in the room, 
which Trump has been many, many times. And people resent them because they're so big and they're so clumsy and they're so overpowered. Or you can be the shining example to the rest of the world. And when I see what you're doing now, I think you're on the right track. Oh man, Anne, you're gonna make here, me cry. Here, here, <laughs> here, great. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't yeah. wait to see you guys. So we're gonna, I'm gonna have to take you guys all out for lunch, and you have to tell me real <laughs> stories. <laughs> well, I, I, I look forward to that. Okay, Lisa, uh, my word, my word of wisdom would be: I, I like to quote what Anne once has said, which still to this day I remember uh, what she had said one time when she was president. She said. Uh, uh, if you want to see how strong a woman is, dip her in hot water. So this wow. is a very, very good because, you know, I think uh, you, might, you might have agreed with me. You know, I mean, we have to be strong being a woman leader. So we really need to be strong and so that the men can test us when they put us in hot water. So I, I think, think, I just, think it was a woman is like a tea bag. If you want to something test. like that, yeah, <laughs> whatever, whatever. Well, you know what I meant. Yeah, women not an old like bag a tea bag. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no. Women, women are like tea bags or something. You know, you test yeah. them how strong they are. You can dip them in hot water. And yeah. in life, there's a lot of times that we have hot waters, so we really have to yeah. maintain strong and with strength, and you know, keep plugging away. And and that's my. I just wanted to share this. Yeah. That, that's beautiful. I'm going to remember tea bags the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> and, and I feel very strongly too uh, uh, in terms of passing along a little wisdom because I've always felt that together we're stronger. And somebody that's working in Bancroft or North Bay or Thunder Bay, you know, they, they can help us as much as we can help them. And, you know, we, we have to work really hard at embracing all the members all over uh, Canada and especially all over Ontario. And when you are so big, and I, I can sort of compare it to maybe what's going on in the Democratic and Republican world today, um, the, if, if you abuse your power or abuse your strength, uh, you will never ever go forward, no matter what you achieve. So I, my words of wisdom are to, you know, embrace all the membership, treat them all equally, and realize that, you know, we will get farther with our allies than separating ourselves. It's like a, a what's that movie, a band of brothers, and we got to do a band of sisters? <laughs> yeah. And Dorothy, I know you're patiently waiting. You're like, I've got lots to share. <laughs> uh, actually, many of the ideas have been shared, but I think um, I, I just, at the first instance, women have to understand that they can make the time and they can do this and that they're very important to bring that perspective to any kind of board of directors. And until we get more people, more women applying for these positions, we won't be able to fill the boards. When, when I first was, became interested in organized real estate way, way back, there was a women's division. And you know what their job was, for the most part? Their job at TREB was to plan the social events. Now, <laughs> there was a vote and one of the votes came up and I voted to 
disband the women's division. People thought I was wacky, but I thought as, if we keep us parked over there in the women's division, we'll never become presidents. We'll be fulfilled in there. Maureen, you remember that division? Yeah, very well. And so that's where I was on it because I felt very strongly that we need women to be in the mainstream and we and continue to do so and we have to encourage them and it, it's not as overpowering as they think they shouldn't be afraid to embrace joining boards and leadership roles because it's a wonderful experience for them thank you you know what and I, I really want to say one thing to all of you um, I want to thank you. And, and I did in our hundred year anniversary video, um, my dedication was to all of you. And I mean, I mean that with all my heart, uh, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for all of you. And, um, so I thank you for your amazing leadership and the years that you had to serve. And, um, and I, I look forward to, you know, the next chapters of women stepping up into these leadership roles and, and working with you on building that. So I just, I really, want to honor and and pay attention to you know know the knowing the fact that we've had 10 women in a hundred years of real estate and and it's all in tribute to you guys so thank you from my heart to all of you thank you very much thank and you so much lisa thank you for organizing this it's really amazing and you're doing an amazing job you, you know we have another one set up for you already next month <laughs> you didn't get into a lot of the topics today, so we're going to have more. Uh, and Genevieve's going to kill me, but yes, we're definitely going to do more because I feel like this is important. And I'd love to welcome you guys to one of our task force events and, um, and be part of that because I think it's important. And I think it would be more important if we can actually touch on, on some of your stories and, and what you would recommend. And, and even, even telling a passage would make a, a huge difference. So I'm, I'm gonna say thank you for joining us. I know that we're a little over time, um, but I, I want you to know how much your, your service to this industry um, is felt and, and how much that um, I will say on, on my part and on behalf of Treb, how much we appreciate all of you. Thank you. That's it for us. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on SoundCloud, Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media and visit our website, treb.ca. That's T-R-R-E-B.ca to find market insights and more. This has been another episode of Ready to Real Estate, and thank you for tuning in.